You're listening to Talks from the Apostolic Joanite Church. So I think, other than that, it's pretty much the same. It's just a repetition. There's nothing incorrect about it. Right. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that it... The weird thing is it works. (laughs) Yeah, right, because I don't know anybody who's looked at that and said, oh, and then stumbled over it. That's repeating Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Did I say this already? I'll just say it again. It's important. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured it, Hard saying, who can hear? Okay, so that's what they're right. He said unto them, Does this does this offend you? And what if he shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? And it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray them. Again. And now skip just briefly mentioned, that's again omniscient Jesus being added. Yeah. Um, and judgmental. And judgmental, yeah, kind of a dick about it, yep. Um, it's because he's so bored all the time, because he knows what's going to happen next. Yep. And so, what then if ye shall see the, what if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Not in Leviticus. Mm. Um, but if you compare the knowledge, uh, that kind of knowledge, where it's sort of like a prophetic thing. Yeah. So in the context of this this bit of thing that's missing, um, this is a hard saying, who can hear it, right? This is a difficult statement, who can listen to it? Um, he's talking about the manna in the desert and the, the, the bread which came down from heaven your fathers ate who died, and whoever eats this bread will live forever. And he's saying, look, I get it, this is, this is tough. Um, what, and then as a, as a comparison, he says, um, what then if ye shall behold the Son of Man ascending where he was before? In, in my mind saying, isn't that also a hard teaching? Um, and I don't, I don't really have an idea necessarily why that's not there. Well, the Son of Man ascending is part of the resurrection narrative. 
that's not there. Okay, all right, on, on that space, well, yeah, but I, I think that, but there was ascent stuff in other places, descending and ascending. It also, uh, it also could be the low Christology. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The pre-existence stuff. The pre-existence, yeah, that's, good point. That, this is one in favor of the low Christology. Woo! Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, but then, but then there are some. All right, here's an interesting one too. Um, uh, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Jesus answered them, "Have I not chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil?" No devil in the Leviticon. And he spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he should betray him, not being one of the twelve. In the Leviticon, it reads, "Jesus answered them, Did I myself not choose you the twelve, as well as it was prescribed to me that when I received the strength from above?" to teach in the Father and the Holy Spirit that I give you with the Spirit, the power that I receive from the Father and the Spirit, to the temple where the bread of life eternal is kept. Here's a little bit, I think, of docetism, um, of the, um, or adoptionism, maybe, um, where the Holy Spirit, the strength he received from above, I think implying that he received it while alive, that he was not, again, according to a low Christology, that he was not pre-existent Christ, that he was re he received it from above. Anybody want to tell me how stupid that is? Not stupid, but I, I think since, hmm, since the word existed before all things, it doesn't necessarily... Well, yeah, but... And that's okay. there in this text. Right, but... Who is he speaking as? Who, well, yeah, and what, <coughs> what is the word in connection with this guy, Jesus? I, True. I don't think necessarily that that's well established in the Leviticus. It's not. I mean, I think it's established in tradition more than anything else. Ambiguity doesn't prove either. No, 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 I'm right. right. I'm, so I'm, I'm taking it as a whole and kind of... I'm thinking about something else, though, from this sure. passage, which yeah. is that... Um, oh, and the, 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 the omission of Judas, but yeah. The omission of Judas, and, and, and I wonder if the addition of Judas yes, right. is partly an argument in, in the same way that the, um, you know, most of the Thomas, you know, there's a whole bunch of... So Peter was an idiot. We all, we're all good, okay, so you can ignore the whole Peter thing. Uh, Thomas totally didn't get it. He was sort of fixated on some kind of weird vision we stuff. All, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, there's an argument. April DeConnick argues that the argument with Thomas was that uh, Thomasines were obsessed with ascent visions. No, no, right. Oh, I'm talk, I thought so you were talking about canonical Thomas. Right. Yeah, right. Um, right. So what if the Judas editions are an argument against the Gospel of Judas? Sure, right. And, and validating that whole Judas yeah. community because... You know, they were clearly madmen and crazies. Uh, sure. I would also say that if, if this is a less, if there's less dialectic against the Jews in this, in the, uh, in the Leviticon, um, that the, the figure of, of Judas Iscariot is often uh, a fill-in for the Jews. Sure. And when you read the name Judas in Greek, it's the same word as Jew. Um, so uh, I think you could also argue if this has less of that, mm -hmm. if it's earlier redaction, and there's there's less of this um, this um, um, uh, I hate to farm words. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, less, yeah. less less of this narrative, this anti-Jewish narrative that that that, that could be what that, that Judas line is. Mm -hmm. What what I find really interesting for for the next for for 71b is in the temple where the bread of life eternal is kept. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I find most fascinating yeah. there. What? Yeah. What? No, there's a lot of stuff in there. In the temple where the bread of life eternal is kept is um, yeah, 
that 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 because to me anyway, when I saw this the first time, I thought that um, that this paragraph was basically just and that's the the one place where you see you know you can see it's not explicit but it's definitely implicit that the logos is in charge is sort of speaking. Mm -hmm. Am I correct in my in recollecting that the shoe bread wasn't present in the second temple? <laughs> I think the shoe bread was only present in the first temple. No, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. That, that points me. It's almost like he. But but the temple, yeah, the temple where the bread of life is found, that's um, him or you. Yeah. So that's the person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's move on. Um, and the Jews marveled, saying, this is seven, and the Jews marveled, saying, how knoweth this man letters, having never learned? And then Leviticon says, and the Jews were then were astonished, saying, how has this man learned letters, having never learned them? Except for Greek letters, apparently, which don't count. <laughs> which I don't count. count. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this one puzzles me. This one may be an addition that happened further down the line um, on if there was a split you know, in the document. This one might have been added by one group and the others by another. Um, speculating at this point, but this also, going back to the addition about the Greek and the Egyptian uh, learning that he had done earlier. It might also have to do with, okay, great, he went off to university and learned Greek and Latin, but, he, but all our holy books are written in Hebrew, yeah, sure, which at sure. this time, the common language is Aramaic, mm -hmm. that's the reason we have the rabbis, so where did he learn Hebrew? Yeah. Right, okay, good point. Mm -hmm. hmm. um, did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keep it the law? Why you go about to kill me? Why go ye about to kill me? And then the Leviticon, did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you carries out the law, and none of you lives it? I come therefore in order to convert you to the law. All right, nothing about killing him. Uh, I, came, I come therefore to convert you to the law. That's very interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, came to, I came to do what thou wilt. Um, no. So, okay. <laughs> Stuff about, all right. Well, maybe. Yeah. All right. I want to see if we can get to a couple more. Um, Jesus went up to the Mount of Olives. I think that was in the back of the second. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, that was just a, a change where, where the chapter got split. All right, then Jesus said again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. And then Leviticon, then he said again to them, I go away, and you will seek me, and will die in our sin. I think, again, I did. A, it was a your and our there, difference. Um, and I think we've, we've discussed that a little bit earlier. It's, I mean, it very clearly states it's, what it's, it's taking everything away from the Then, then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that you are a Samaritan and hast a devil? Uh, <coughs> Leviticon. The Jews answered and said unto them, Do we not say rightly that you are possessed by a demon? 
So there's obviously some politics happening here with the Samaritans, that the Samaritanism is a pejorative in this particular case. Um, seems to have been uh, as important, if not more so, than being a devil. <laughs> Canadian Jesus likes Samaritans too. Sure, everybody's, everybody's cool with Canadian Jesus. Well, part of the, so part of the Brown's argument is that a lot of the Samaritan stuff shows up in the canonical as a way of the community accounting for the presence of so many Samaritans in the community. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and if that's a later development, then it's... Which, which also kind of uh, goes along with my theory that the Leviticon was the gospel that was being used by the Gnosticized Jomanites, and that the, you know, that it became, it split in two directions, so that there was a Gnosticizing Jomanite community, Jomanine community, and an Orthodoxizing Jomanine, and Brown says this as well. Um, so that's, but I think that, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing more that the Leviticon's the pre-split gospel. I think so. That the Gnosticizers don't feel the need to do anything particularly to. Well, I think they do, and I think they write the Apocrypha of John okay. to do it. Uh, but, okay. Uh, nothing at all in nine. Nine, the uncontroversial gospel. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it, the, yes, but I think that they were using this they were using a oh, Gospel of John, and then they wrote. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Uh, how is it that you come from God? And Jesus responded, in truth, by truth, I say to you, well, what happened at the end of nine? Um, so nothing. So this is just an addition. Uh, Jesus, having again met the Pharisees, was asked by them, how is it that you come from God? Jesus responded, in truth, by truth, I say to you. So I think in, in, in the implication is that he's talking to the Pharisees in this in the Leviticon, but in the, the canonical, he's just talking to everybody, maybe? That it's just a general saying for everybody? I, maybe it's not even worth mentioning. Is he know. talking to the Pharisees at the end of nine? No. Uh, well, perhaps maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 and the Pharisees, okay, so. No, it's previously. Previously on. Yeah, that might exactly be it. Um, Um, then he then says his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. This is Lazarus. We're talking about Lazarus. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, um, but they thought that he spoke of taking a rest and sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that it was not that I was not there. To the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. They said. Then said Thomas, who was called Didymus, unto your fellow, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. And then Jesus found and found. Lazarus dead, and so on and so forth. Um, none of that is present in Leviticon. Um, now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he was talking of, of literal sleep. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the to tomb for four days. So again, um, Jesus speaking to stupid people in the canonicals and not needing to do so in the in Leviticon. I think that's... And again, around a miracle. Around a miracle. But the miracle happens. Uh, well, we'll talk well, about the, 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 the teaching right. point that he makes in the canonical, um, I'm glad that you're saying something's not there, that right. to the intent that you may believe, nevertheless, let us go in. So right. it's that belief again. Yep. Adding, yep. Yep. Adding another. So he goes in the tomb. And then Jesus said there. to her, thy brother shall rise again. And in the Leviticon, Jesus said to her, your brother is asleep. And everyone answered him, no, he is dead. Jesus said to them, if he is truly dead, he will in any case be resurrected. Yeah. Let's skip over the details, people, and move on to the Lazarus coming out of the tomb part. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and there it is, and it's identical. Um, uh -huh. So, you know, and 
Jesus calls and says, come out. But it's still, it's still the same. It's, it's ambiguous. It is ambiguous. Yeah, can we just, just go back to that text a little bit? Because I just want to... So it's the effect... The effect of the canonical is to disambiguate and make it definitely that he was dead. Yes. But the effect on the, in the Leviticon is to kind of leave it in. Well, I don't know. Who knows exactly what state he was in? If he's dead or not, I'll, I'll bring yeah. it back to life. Yeah. 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 So you go in the tomb and he says, you know, he puts a mirror under his nose. But, <laughs> but in 13, he's in 13 in the Leviticon, and again, these numbers don't appear in the Leviticon, I'm sure you know. I've just kind of matched them up. Um, now Jesus had spoken of his death, full stop, but, well, comma, <laughs> that they thought he was speaking of literal sleep. So even in the Leviticon, they do say they're talking mm -hmm. of a dead guy. So they spell it out a lot more. They spell it out a lot more in the canonicals. Okay. I just like the, the you know, your, your, your brother, you, uh, you know, your brother is asleep. Now we say, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> hand waving, hand waving. Yeah. Okay. Yada yada yada. Very very sad. <laughs> no, actually. Your brother has well. the coma. Um. <laughs> does the does I can't. Does the Lazarus miracle appear in the synoptics? No. No. Are you sure? I don't think so. No, it doesn't. Does John? Can't be the only spot. Okay. I'm convinced that Martha gets a line. Maybe it was. Maybe I just missed it. But I'm, oh, well, I'm, there's lots of stuff in there that I didn't read. There's yet. a line, Martha gets, but Lord, it has been three days, and the odor will be strong, he, which is yeah, yeah, yeah it's one of my favorite it, lines in, in the whole of the Gospels. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Um, <laughs> Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where he made Lazarus leave the tomb. Nothing about dead there. Right. Leave the, the tomb. tomb. Interesting. <laughs> Many of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but they might see Lazarus also, whom he had risen from the dead. The large crowd of Jews that learned that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but they might also see Lazarus. Again, nothing about Lazarus being dead. There is, this might not be at all relevant. Oh, we'll go back. The, okay, just below that it says, but the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death. Yes. So I guess that was always uh, that. Maybe that's where they got this whole death thing. I don't think so. I mean, I think that backfill. I'm not talking about on the canonical side. Yeah. Possible. Rescued this like crap. He was alive. Yeah. yeah. Ah, maybe. Maybe. Jeffrey okay. got something. It, 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 it may not be at all. So here's what's. Jeff. Jeffrey's oh, trying to say something. He's just very softly spoken. By the late Middle Ages, uh, there was a. Jewish Kabbalistic tradition of lying on tombs of important saints mm. to commune with their spirit and, and gain teachings from them. So, so there's ambiguity of him not being dead but being in the tomb. And maybe he just sunk because he hadn't showered in a couple of days. Well, I mean, even the, the Eucharist can be celebrated on, on tombs. Mm. Yeah. So That's why Roman altars look quite like they do, doesn't it? Well, yeah, poets, I mean, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the, when you making the crack about holding a mirror under his nose, you know, there's a, there's a decent possibility that people just weren't particularly good at adequately sure, diagnosing right. someone who expired. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a whole bunch of medical conditions where it's quite difficult to work out if the person's really dead. Okay, I do want to talk about this part because I think it's important. Um, this is the stuff that was, uh, in my opinion, added so that it would fulfill the prophecy. You know, Jesus riding in on, uh, on an ass, uh -huh. as it is written. Yeah. Not in the Leviticus, just not there. And they understood these things uh, at first, uh, understood not 
at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered these things. So Jesus is not glorified in Leviticon, so therefore not present in this version. Um, 17, the people therefore that was with him when, they, when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead uh, bear record. And again, talking about Lazarus in Leviticon, nothing <coughs> about Lazarus' death. So, looking, looking more and more convincing about just calling Lazarus out of the tomb. Um, 33, uh, this he said signifying what death he would die. Again, not present in Leviticus. Submitted without comment. All right, here's some stuff that's missing. Uh, wash my feet, blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 no no anti-Petrine sequence. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I said that wa needn't, uh, he is not saved, wash his feet. And then for for you know who should betray him, and you are, you are not all clean. All of that not in Leviticus. So that's actually Tony. That's actually a part that if you're going to hold with the theory that the canonical gospel is a gospel that's trying to to follow, if you're following Ray Brown's split of the Gnosticizers and the mm -hmm. people that want to become part of the Peter Church, mm -hmm. then it would be odd to add the Andy Peter stories if you wanted to become part of the Peter Church. Was it the Peter Church though? I mean, I think it, we're still talking about a very ambiguous time. Yeah. Uh, for Christianity. Fair Maybe enough. it was the James Church. And well, plus that presupposes that people were being really, I mean, basically just fabricating things, and I don't think that's what happens. I think that oral traditions become, you know, change according to the, you know, of the teachings of the, of the teacher. Right. And so, so the way people in, at St. Sarah's view being a Jonite might be a little bit different than, than the way they do it in Sydney, right? But we're different teachers. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I mean, sometimes we, I think. Oh, no, I just make stuff up. <laughs> yeah. So, right, well, but then there's times when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in addition to what's happening here, in, in the Leviticon, he washes their feet without comment. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that this, again, additional commentary to explain why he was doing it. Peter says, you know, I don't want you washing my feet. You're Jesus. You know, <laughs> you don't need to wash my feet, and so on and so forth. For he knew who would betray him, also not in, uh, not in Leviticon. I like the theory that that was kind of added to denounce the, the Judas teachings, if, if you know, such a thing could be said. Um, I speak not of you all whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. Again, I think for the, all, the, all the for the scriptures may be fulfilled, or at least a lot of the for the scriptures may be fulfilled are not in Leviticon, and they are in the canonicals, and I interpret that again as um, backfilling the Jesus story. Um, he that uh, receiveth whomever I send receiveth me, and that receiveth me that sent him, and Jesus said he was troubled in spirit and testified, said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. So, okay. so this is all Judas narrative, right? I think so. Uh, then the disciples look... Well, a combination of omniscient Jesus and Judas narrative. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, doubting of whom he spake, and so in the Leviticon, in truth, that truth I say to you, that one among you will betray me, and they looked at one another uncertain for whom they spoke. So I think that what happened is they just boiled all that down to one. Um, so that just blew my theory of the Judas stuff out the water. But, I mean, that it comes from somewhere, so. Yeah. Yeah, they don't call him by name. Uh, they do. Um, yeah, they do. In 26, uh, right above. Um, so when he dispelled the morsel, he took it and gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. Therefore Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. That's Leviticon. Um, 
and went and after the sop, Satan entered into him, speaking of Judas. So Satan does not enter into Judas in Leviticon. Alrighty, and then uh, I added this in because in the Leviticon, the 14th gospel begins at verse 31 of the 13th chapter. So you just took the, the chunk out of 13 and moved it over to the beginning of 14 and renumbered it. Um, and as a result, uh, let's see. Therefore, when he has gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. In, in Leviticon, therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him, if God is glorified in him. So that, if God is glorified in him, is added. And that's weird to me. Any thoughts on that? Um, I don't think that's... Is it a qualifier? Yeah, we'll kill you. Or not. If God is glorified. So, you'll be glorified if you're glorified. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> it, it runs on the next verse, right? God will also glorify. Oh, oh I see, I see, I see. I see, so you take that as a sentence. Okay, thank you. Yes, you're right. So, you, yeah, you got to take that as a whole sentence. God is glorified. We're himself. dismissing the conditional and the canonical. <laughs> Oh, no, hang on. No, it's, a, it's different between the King James and the ASV. Oh, maybe that's what I that, maybe that's what I was picking out here, yeah. The King James says, if God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself. And I shall see. straight away glorify him. And yeah. so does the Leviticon. You just, it's just broken. There. Yeah, okay, but the ASV is different. Okay, so that's what happens. Never mind. But here's some stuff. Um, by this all men shall know that ye are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And then Peter goes off for a bit. Um, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, whither I go, you cannot follow, but uh, you shall follow me afterwards. Now, this is a, a line that I have always, well, I have very recently started to hate. Um, why can't I follow you? All this stuff. Uh, because this, in, in the opinion of uh, Deconic, in, in, in Seek to See Him, which she talks about Thomas as an Ascent tradition. This is the line she pulls out to prove that there was no Ascent tradition in Joannite theology, Joannine theology. That where I go, you cannot follow, mm -hmm. which invalidates Ascent mysticism in, in, a, in a Gnosticizing John, um, not in Leviticon. Right. Okay. So I, I feel validated right now, and I hope you all do too. Uh, <laughs> you seriously need a tally board here with multiple columns, you know. Yep. Gnosticizing, primitive, anti-Thomasine, anti-Petrine, anti, anti, anti yeah, yeah, yeah. decide. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? So but here's- also, if you put in the negative things about Peter, it yeah. makes Peter more important. Mm -hmm. Because that's yeah. the way it works. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could have been the best, you know, like I was, favorite of Jesus, but I was just the biggest screw up too, and that's really right. It's, and oh, I'm so humble. Look at me. Right. Yeah. Well, Peter's also totally the shatters. Yeah. Peter's that Peter's that great mature age student in the front row when you're trying to teach that asks the dumb question that lets you explain the thing that no one else in class is getting. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's terrific because he 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 gives the he gives the author an excuse to kind of lay things out more clearly for people that aren't aren't quite following. Okay, we've got uh, 10 minutes, um, but if y'all want to skip lunch, I'll do it. Um, oh, right. <laughs> no. But here, okay, let's look at this. There's a, there's a sentence added. 
Jesus, Jesus, Judas returned to where Jesus was, and but Jesus continued to say, continued and said. Okay, it, uh, aside from the awkward sentence structure, um, Jesus, re Judas returned where Jesus was, and Jesus continued and said. I, do you know why the, there's a but in there? And but. And but. Okay. Anyway, but interestingly, Judas comes back. And yeah, Judas is back. Right, and this is in four, This is in the 14th uh, gospel, but it's in the 13th chapter, and we'll see when we get to the 14th chapter. Um, and I continued uh, the 13th down here on the side. Um, Wherefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him, and if God is glorified. Oh, okay, so I, I just added, okay. Uh, then we get back to the first verse of the 14th chapter of the Canonicals, continuing in the middle of the 14th gospel of let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, also believe in me. Uh, and then a little bit of con. You believe in God so that your heart is not troubled, and you believe in me. So that Judas bit is inserted into what seems to be one continuous teaching that has been broken up across the chapters in uh, the canonicals, but is in one continuous chapter in Leviticus, mm -hmm. which is interesting in and of itself. And the effect is that he's going straight from the, the Peter cock-crowing thing straight to let, let not your heart. Yes, right, right. So those are missing, and that, yeah, I don't want to skip those. You're right. It also, so, I mean, that, that structure is quite different. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Versus, well, you believe in God so that your heart is not troubled. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right. That's, I'm going to highlight that too, just for, for what? For uh, more study later. Okay, so. Um, I like that the Leviticon makes it explicit that Jesus waited until Judas was back in the room to make that. That does seem to be the case, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. He included him in his compassion. Yeah. Okay. So, and then here's another one that I like for ascent purposes. In my father's house are many, many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. So Jesus ascends so that others may ascend. That's my own little commentary. I am, kind of. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. Then they continued to walk, <laughs> and Jesus turned to his disciples and said, "You have understood what I have told you. I am the true vine, and Jesus is the vine, and my father is the vine dresser." Uh, again, narrative elements that seem to pop up in the Leviticon that don't pop up in, and maybe it's just a literary device. I don't know. There's these narrative elements where Jesus says this and when he, you know, give a context for the teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it just wasn't important to the group that redacted it. Okay. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my Father I have made unto you. And I will give you the Holy Spirit, which is my spirit, as it is the spirit of my Father. Ah. So, what did it mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, you know, or it can also be adoptionist, that the spirit descended on Jesus, and now Jesus has the ability to pass it on. And I, that's a stretch, I know. That's my stretch. Um, but there you go. Because you're an adoptionist Nazi as well, apparently. No, no, I don't think, I actually, you know, <laughs> I'm not as convinced about that. I'm just yeah, putting that forth as a theory. I don't, I don't think it's adoptionist. Yeah, 
I'm just, I, I'm trying to open your minds, man. All right. It is, it is pretty anti-filiac, though, isn't it? Uh, you're going to have to remind me exactly what you yeah, want. Because the spirits, oh, oh, or is it? That is it pro-filiac? Yes, my, my spirit and my father's spirit are the same spirit. Yeah, kind of thing. Proceeds from the father and the son. It's saying, you know, uh, my spirit is the same as the spirit of my father, which is the Holy Spirit. Which is the Holy Spirit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Um, and then the the word slaves versus servants, I think that's probably just a translation issue, would you say? Slaves what? versus servants? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What it's saying is like, no longer do I call you slaves, but you can still grab me a copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do Maybe 16 and then uh, and then we'll save the rest for later. If we, if we want to go over this later, I would be happy to do it. How many Gospels are there? Uh, 19. I, I could delay lunch by 10 or 15 minutes personally. I need lunch. I, I'd be happy to do that. So if anybody wants to stay, then let's stay. And if anybody wants to go to lunch, go to lunch, and I won't talk to you for the rest of the day. for lunch, and you know, um, it takes about 30 minutes. So. All right. Uh, these things I have spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. Uh, and again, more narrative addition. But Jesus, having come back to himself, said, these things I have spoken to you, so that you will not be shocked. To come back to himself. Yeah, interesting turn of phrase there. Lost his mind. <laughs> Maybe he was lost in thought, and then he's like, oh, okay, oh, well, let's see what was happening at the end of 15. Maybe it illustrates it. Uh, how about an altered state? Yeah, yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I thought when I read it. Meditation. Do you think so? Do you think you're not meditating? Sometimes it sounds like he's speaking in a different voice. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah, interesting. Possessed Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit Jesus versus man Jesus? That would be. That kind of. Rebecca's got a point. Yeah. Well, Jesus said at the end of the last chapter something about the Paraclete. Yeah, but he was giving a teaching. Um, when the Paraclete, the Spirit of Truth, comes, whom I will give you from the Father. Yeah. So, but if if at that point that's what was happening to him, then he might need to transfer himself. Possibly. Yeah. He's giving a teaching. He's got the mojo. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then he's like, well, what does he teach right after? Um, so he's, yeah, he's saying, um, then they will chase from the city. So yeah, so he's stopping, he's, it's not mystical teaching anymore, now it's kind of practical. I've told you this stuff, now you're in trouble, right? <laughs> I've always been interested in the, in the difference between, you know, the, the, the apostolic commission is to preach, teach, heal, and baptize, right? Like, so it makes a, it's quite a distinction between preaching and teaching in Karuma yeah. and Didache, and that was Karuma. At the end of 15, or 16, or whatever. No, 15. 15, yeah. He's proclaiming, right? The Spirit is speaking sure. through him. He's making a proclamation. Okay, all right. Hmm. Yeah. The next one's Didache. Okay. He's, he's so he has to come back Here's some things you need to know. Yeah. yeah, all right, I like that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, and thou hast given him power over all flesh, so he's to Life, eternal life to as many as I have given him, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent uh, in the Leviticon, but life itself consists of living in you and in your Son, and the Spirit whom we know, and who knows us. Very different. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nicely different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, interestingly, isn't it? Um, the, does, the, does the phrase Jesus Christ appear in the Leviticon? I don't remember. Mm. That might be interesting to, to look through. But the other, well, the other difference is that the canonical saying no, mm -hmm. and the Leviticon's much more. Uh, I'm the vine, you are the branches. It's a, it's a coherence. 
It's that Trinitarian coherence he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, and the spirit whom we know, and who knows us. Living in you and in your son, and the spirit whom we know. Yeah, God knows us, not right. we know God. Right. That's really important. Both, yeah. Both and. Very Gnostic. <laughs> As I'm fond of saying, the Gospel of John is, it describes a range of non-geometrical relationships between, <laughs> between ourselves and God. While I was with him in the world, I kept thee in thy name. Those that, ha that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And again, that the scripture might be fulfilled, conspicuously absent in the Levitic I don't think we need to say any more about that. Here we go. Okay. Uh, and I have declared unto them thy name, and I will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Here we go. Likewise, Jesus, having raised up his hand, said to his disciples, Now the hour has come uh, to drink from the chalice that the Father has given me. I say to you that I send you as I have been sent. Obey my commandments uh, and uh, or teach as I have taught you so that the world will know this is the reason why you receive the Holy Spirit. For those sins you will have remitted will be remitted, and those which are kept will be kept. You have understood that which I have spoken to you. I am not of this world, the paraclete is in you. Teach the paraclete. As my father sent me, I likewise send you in truth, say you, uh, blah, blah, blah. So this appears somewhere else. Where does this, where else does that appear? Because that is not original. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking out loud because it is important. No, I'm, I'm looking for references now. Um, where else does that appear? So it's in the Gospel of John, but only later, during the resurrection discourse. Oh, I see. So then. I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, here he says they have the Holy Spirit, but in the canonical, they don't get that until the book of Acts. Thank you. Well, well there's, there's, there's an implication because when he comes back, you know, after, you know, when you when you have the resurrection, I think he comes back and everybody's been a jackass and run away and all this stuff, except for John. <laughs> and, and Mary's, and, you know, and, you know, in, in, instead of going, you know, you stupid idiots, he says, uh, receive the Holy Spirit right after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. but John will be your father until he comes to be with me in paradise, and he will anoint you in the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, we'll have to look for where that is, but it's, yeah. You're right, Your Eminence. It's, um, it's 20, 2019. Okay. So just after he's appeared to the Magdalene, um, he appears to the disciples. Uh, the evening of that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came to them among them and said, Peace be with you. Yeah, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. It's not the whole so thing. So it's actually kind of the, the order is flipped around a bit. Um, interesting. So maybe that was taken from this section and added to 20. Yeah. Well, because the whole, if you're gonna, if you want to keep that, it's gonna go somewhere, <laughs> right? Um, well, why wouldn't it have been there? It, but because of the implication that they have the Holy Spirit. Um, they don't need Jesus to die to receive the Holy Okay. Yeah. 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 And specifically not to come it back is, to life. It, it, it is 12:30 for those of you who are lunching. Makes me think of that thing in Philip chapter. Those who say they die first and then rise are in error. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. I like it. All right. Let's, 
let's breeze through the last two and then talk briefly about why there's stuff missing. Okay? One of the servants of the high priest being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, saith, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter then denied it, and immediately the cock crew. So um, there's nothing about the, uh, the cock crowing here. Hmm. But there was nothing about it earlier either. So that seems to be something that was added right. into it. You, you have that, you know, anything symbolic about that? Mm, I don't know. I'm sure stuff has been written about it. I, I was just Clearly, the practice reference. You know, you 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 have you have an appearance where not much has been said before. You know, other than the canon stuff, not much additional has been said before by John. To say, you know, by the way, John is cool. He's going to take over. Yeah. And you have that Peter, just in case you're wondering. He denied it. Yeah, he denied it. Right. So right after he says John will be your John boss, is, and John is special. You know, yeah. Peter's kind of. It's also insane. supporting John at this point before about the the redacted sitting there with the signs. Crowing can often represent like, the beginning or the ending of a particular time or right. something happening. That's not happening here. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the next one is another prophetic saying being removed, uh, signifying what death he should die. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> um, then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. Pilate, having understood what the Jews were demanding, and seized with fear, took Jesus and worshipped him. This seems very much later. Whipped him. Whipped him. Whipped him. Yes. A little bit of the Lord. Sorry, I was reading. I was trying to get to my point quickly. I'm going to worship you. Yeah, yeah. No, whipped him. Um, this, this to me seems like it was a later edition. I don't know. It feels like it to me, but um, because of that, that later uh, understanding that Pilate was the good guy, and he's he was afraid of the Jews. And, you know, that's, that's in here a little bit, too. So I think it, maybe it's just emphasizing that. Maybe not. When Pilate heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth, sat down in the judgment seat, and in a place that was called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Golgotha. Uh, therefore, when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat. Uh, maybe I just... Yeah, Gabata, and then Lithostrotos. Lithostrotos, but that's probably also the pavement, right? Yep. So... I think I just highlighted that because I didn't know what they were saying. Um, so they took the uh, the garments and rendered it that it might, the scripture might be fulfilled, and again, not fulfilled in Leviticon. Um, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And then in Leviticon, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Do not weep, for I return to my father and an eternal life. Behold your son, he will take my place. Can we stop for a second? Yes. Um, so back in episode with the photos. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a footnote for no reason. Because, this, okay. Um, yeah. So it's a place uh, north of the Temple Esplanade in Jerusalem where today the Christians commence the way of the cross. Uh, there are various ruins amongst which the famous Ark of Echiomo, uh, the, the pavement, Properly called, popularly called the Lithostrotos, an underground pool, and various other minor structures are named. Okay. I don't read footnotes. So, yeah, yeah no, but that's like, that's really important. Mm. Okay. Let's go back to talking about how John will take his place. Mm. Uh, yeah, for I return to my father and an eternal life. I don't know if that's necessarily 
interesting in context. It's interesting that it's stated specifically here. Well, it has a context for the direction going back to the gospel of Philip and the yes. highlighting in the sense that, you know what I mean, like, mm -hmm. you know, he's going to his death, you know, not going to his resurrection. Right. But I think that he's going to eternal life. He's going to eternal life, and he's not coming Something's back. Something's happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, so the, the, you know, the conditions have been, have been met. Yeah. Before. That's right. I've taught everything I'm teaching. Yeah. yeah. My work here is done. done. Okay. Um, so, and this all, Jesus, Jesus said all things were accomplished according to the scripture. More according to the scripture, there's no mention of the foul vinegar that he is yeah. his That's all prophecy. Yes. Yep. Joe and I don't make sure you want <laughs> you notice that he does not call her woman again? Oh, good point. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of again. Yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. He has an actual human relationship with his actual mother. Yeah, he has a yeah. human yeah. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then more about the, the vinegar um, not, not in there. And he lowered his head and he gave up the spirit. Um, and he saw it. Uh, he saw a fair record that the record is true. And he knoweth that he saith true that he might believe. For these things were done, and the scriptures might be fulfilled, and born of him shall not be fulfilled. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Come that day. And then the very end of the Gospels according to the primitive church, John the disciple to Jesus gives, that Jesus loves, gives testimony of the truth of the scripture so that you believe it, and so that you will teach it. Um, what does the end of 21 say? It's something similar to this, right? So I think that's just, uh, this is what happens at the end of Gospels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, like a boilerplate. it's missing the uh, the moral rights assertion at the end of the, of, uh, the apocalypse, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Not changing one job or two. <laughs> okay. So um, this is the so twenty one twenty four. Uh, this is the disciple who is testifying to these things and has written them, but we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written, exposing the canonical redactors. <laughs> so I hope that I have um, I hope that I have made a case for a pre-redaction, a pre-orthodizing redaction. I know I made that word up. Orthodizing uh, reaction, uh, re redaction to this gospel. Orthodoxification. Thank you, but that's too many syllables. <laughs> um, if uh, you know, if if we'd like um, to continue this conversation um, at lunch, I think we can talk about why the last two chapters. I would certainly aren't. suggest that the canonical gospel. Yeah. And, and then saying that he does, of course, saying this, but he does suggest that, yeah, we, we, we already know that the gospel is edited um, because, of the, because of the Jewish Christian yeah. conflict. Yeah. 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 But so, if, in my opinion, every single thing, well, almost every single thing that is different between the Leviticon and the, and the canonical gospel, it points to um, a a more primitive, to use the word, a more primitive version of the gospel that was embellished upon in order to teach either a slightly different theology or to just make things a little bit clearer that weren't necessarily very clear. Um, I, yeah, yeah, uh, and a lot of times did. Um, I am not a scholar, I'm just some guy who happens to like this stuff, so, you know, I, I would... You do I, kind of mean Thank you. I, I am a spreadsheet master. Um, I would be. I, I will be continuing this conversation um, 
as, as often as possible. In fact, I hope to someday expand on this in a more formal way. I, I, think, I think this in combination with the background given by Father Donald and the same kind of discussion that we were having with the Apocryphon of John, I mean, it's, it's a badass combination. Yeah. It's really yeah. enjoyable and different from some of the stuff that we've done in previous years where I'd like to see that we have more sessions like this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when we get a chance to do so. And it's, it's neat to hear everybody's kind of view and yeah. what we're doing. Oh, I'm going to go really back and watch the video and take copious notes. So <laughs> It clarifies, you know, it really clarifies for me because other people to look at this stuff. Yeah. We just don't have time sometimes to for everyone to give, you know, critical analysis. And having a session like this has done exactly that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean we've all got some of us have prepared our comments and we've studied it and read it, but sometimes it takes another person. So I'm really grateful to um, Father Anthony because he's that kind of a guy that can do that. I'm not I'm much too pithy just to just to just to lay it out side by side, you know, and kind of really you know see where the differences are. I mean, you know, there's a real maturity to do that. I I just want to throw in that the the talk I gave last year on Mary Collar's books and her analysis of the symbols in the Gospel of John is is not disrupted at all. Like her analysis fits exactly within the Leviticon without any. But it was clearly a fraud 200 years ago. Right, yeah. Because we didn't have the scholarship to back it up. Um, at lunch, uh, Bishop, would you talk a little bit about the additional stuff you're doing, the, the fourth column? Yeah. Let's Thank do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working to the fifth column, young man. The what? I'm working to the fifth column. I am part of the fifth column. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.